Hello and welcome once again, my good friends out there. If you're feeling a little chilly because of that cold winter storm that surely hit you, then go ahead and cozy up and grab a cup of that nice tea you guys like. Work here in the States, nice cup of that coffee and listen in as we share once again our Passion for Wrestling podcast with you good filthy marks out there. Your host this evening once again is the two-time IWC Universal Champion Slug. And joining me as always is my favorite cast of wacky, wacky friends, Anarchist, man of a thousand four holds, thankfully joining us once again, and Robbie Sekots out there. Now, Mr. Robbie Sekots, I have a question for you, my good sir. Mm hmm. How are we doing today? <laughs> Was that an insolent remark then, or is that just a genuine question? That's just a, that's just a, we're going to keep it light today, okay? How are you okay. doing today, man? How are we feeling? Uh, I'm good, man. Uh, I'm you know, glad to be back on uh, the pod. How are you? Oh, I set you up, man. You're feeling sensual today. I can hear it in that voice, okay? That is that that's smooth as peanut butter, okay? Smooth as peanut butter on a baby bottom. Never seen it. Don't want to see it. But that's what it sounds like to me, man. Also leading up this charge is the man of a thousand four holds. Now, we thank you for that partial host work that you did for us on that prior podcast, Jameson. You're very welcome, man. And that's all we need from you. God damn it, you filthy mark. <laughs> and finally, the face of 105 Live, Mr. Anarchist. A.K.A. O.C. Now, Mr. O.C., it is my understanding that you have an extra special treat for our Filthy Mark fans out there. Why don't you share what that is? So I've been busy at work over this last last weekend and actually put together the first ever Passion for Wrestling website. It's all up and running. We've got plenty of news stories, links to all of our social media and our YouTube channel. You'll be seeing a lot more of that website moving forward. But if you're interested, check it out. So it's www.passionforwrestling.com. Give it a look. Sign up. Hopefully my hard work's paid off. And uh, yeah, get involved. Passion for Wrestling has a website now. I, I never saw this coming. This is insane. You guys are taking the game over, okay? Everybody out there needs to watch out. This is a movement. That is growing by the day. You guys need to jump on board, take us hand in hand, and march through these goddamn walls. Knock them all down, okay? We're taking over this year, and you guys are taking over because you're coming with us. All right, P4W, check out the page. And check out the website now. Also check out the advertiser, as usual, Kona Leashes. That is Kona Leashes at K-O-N-A-L-E-A-S-H-E-S.com. Okay, these are leashes that are graded for mountain climbing, okay? They are incredibly strong for your dogs or if you need to tie up that wife or girlfriend or mistress. In my case, several of those apply, okay? Several. Now go out to Kona Leashes and use promo code KL20 at checkout for 20% off at checkout. KL20 for 20% off your total. And with every purchase, one pound of dog food is donated to a shelter in need. Over 600 pounds donated last time. We need to see that number go up, okay? Thank you for all that they do for us and all that they do for the furry friends out there. Now, leading off 
the podcast. We will be talking about Raw and SmackDown this week as well. You fans submitted tons of questions on the page, and we are going to answer every single one of those questions for you because that's exactly what you deserve, and we love to give the people what they want. Now, starting off this podcast today is the filthiest of our marks. You might need to clear out them earbuds, but here's Jameson with a little talk on Bailey Sasha, I believe. What's going on with that feud, Jameson? Uh, yeah, so obviously uh, it's been a bit of a slow build with the kind of heel turn that's happening with Sasha. Uh, she keeps turning her back on Bailey, and on the Raw just gone, uh, they were in a six-man tag match, well, a six-woman tag match, and Sasha was in the ring getting beat down by Absolution. She went for the tag, and Bailey jumped off the apron and just watched Sasha get beat up a bit more. Uh, so it's it's looking like uh, Sasha is obviously going to be the one turning heel, but they're twe- teasing it that it could be Bailey, but hopefully it's not because that will not work with her current character. Fair play to that, and that is something that has been speculated for some time, and fans have kind of thought about that Bailey heel turn, but I think you're correct in saying that that it just her character does not warrant uh, that kind of. That kind of play, it's it'd be shocking to see Bailey start to cheat and do all kinds of nefarious things in order to win going forward after such a squeaky clean uh, record that she's had. Yeah, you can't you can't have uh, hashtag hug life on your gear and be a heel. That is a fair point to that. Now, do you think that ultimately when this feud pays off with the eventual match, is it going to have the same magic that it had in NXT? I hope I hope it does have the same magic, but I don't think they're going to be able to get that uh, that NXT respect kind of level. That was just too good of a match, perfect timing. I don't think they're going to be able to do that on the main roster. Uh, Bailey's character has not been at all what it was in NXT, so I re- I reckon it is going to be a WrestleMania match, but I do see a heel Sasha going over. Fair play, and it, I feel like it is going to be an interesting match either way, but it is going to be hard to recapture the magic that they created in NXT. I do like the slow build, as you mentioned, to this feud going forward, ultimate, ultimately, hopefully, culminating at WrestleMania or possibly a SummerSlam. Someone else that did a lot to push storyline forward on this episode of Raw was Roman Reigns, possibly cutting the promo of his life. Now, if you guys don't mind, I will go ahead and take this one. Now, he came out and cut a seemingly worked-shoot type of promo on Brock Lesnar about how he was, well, basically echoed the thoughts of internet fans, internet wrestling fans all over the place, that he's a part-timer, and while he's out here doing everything he possibly can for the company, always showing up, doing dark matches, he's always on our television screens, in and out, every single week, putting on matches. Uh, Brock's not there. He said he does not respect him. In fact, called him a bitch. And it's kind of added a lot of heat towards this match. It's got me a lot more interested. And I personally thought that it was Roman's best mic work that he's ever had. There's been some speculation that Vince was the one that wrote the promo. And even if that is true, even if it was completely written by someone else, Roman had to go out there in front of that crowd, in front of a crowd that's usually always against him at the start. And he had to cut that promo and make us believe it. And a day later, all everybody was talking about if it is if it was a work or if it was a shoot. 
And I think that in itself was a win for WWE and for Roman. Now, I'm not super excited about the match with Brock, uh, but this promo in itself definitely did a lot to add to their storyline going forward, and it was something that really made Raw a more memorable episode than if it weren't, weren't to happen, because if it didn't happen, I don't think there was too much else that happened on this specific episode that was going to ring in our minds other than something that happened towards the end I think we're going to touch on here shortly. But did anybody else have any feelings towards this uh, this promo by Roman? I thought it was some of his best work. It's about time we've actually seen Roman come to come to the ring with a, a decent, solid promo. And considering he had to do this on his own, it was, it was quite an outstanding performance. Mm-hmm. I agree. I would agree. Um, I just think, like you said, the way it was delivered, um, like you said, anyone can make, write a fantastic promo, but the fact that, that he delivered it the way he did, and it was for once, it was the first time that he actually believed in what he was saying, rather than it was something that he was just written for him. Um, I think the anger, the attitude, and I reckon some of the way, the way he was speaking for some of it, I actually felt that he actually was heartfelt as well. So he was saying it because he knew it was true. So, you know, but yeah, I think it was great. Absolutely. I would like to see a lot more of that going forward. They need to get him storylines that he's really invested in emotionally, and we can see a lot more of that passion come out, and it would do wonders for his character. Now, someone else who never has issue with promo work also cut quite a promo on a legendary wrestler speculating a new opponent moving forward in WrestleMania. Now, OC, I believe you have a little bit on that. Yeah, so John Cena come out to the ring on Raw this week and decided to cut a promo to the crowd explaining his journey to WrestleMania and how so far he'd been unsuccessful in obtaining his road to WrestleMania. The most recent of attempts being the Elimination Chamber, which he obviously didn't win because we are now seeing Roman main event WrestleMania with Brock Lesnar. But during the promo, he made quite a, a bold statement that he was going to do something that he should have done a long time ago, which was to challenge The Undertaker. Now, I know there's been a lot of stories in the media over the last couple of weeks covering whether Cena was actually going to face Undertaker at WrestleMania. There's no solid answer. But towards the end of the promo, Cena actually cut in a different direction and said, but this this isn't something that's possible. It's not possible for me to wrestle Undertaker at WrestleMania. The time is gone. So from there, he explained he was off to, to SmackDown. Now, I'm, I'm a bit of a perhaps pessimist with The Undertaker. I think he's done his time. I don't think returning to the ring is a good, good idea for him. He's getting on a bit. His in-ring in-ring ability is considerably less sufficient compared to how he used to be. So by having Undertaker return to the ring yet again, I think could damage his legacy. So I, I personally wouldn't want to see him take on The Undertaker. But there's also been rumours over the last couple of weeks of Rey Mysterio coming in and facing Cena at WrestleMania, which again would be a, a good WrestleMania-worthy event considering the history that John Cena and Rey Mysterio have. 
But another spanner was thrown in the work this week when it was reported that Rey Mysterio has recently been injured, which could affect further talks in him actually wrestling at WrestleMania. Because I understand that the injury is a torn bicep and the length of time it's going to take to recover from that could be well past the WrestleMania date. So at this stage, there's no real direction for Cena. We followed up with it with a bit on SmackDown, which we'll talk about in a minute, I'm sure. But yeah, it's a bit of a strange one. Um, it was entertaining, to say the least, but considering we're vastly approaching WrestleMania, it's surprising that one of the biggest stars in WWE is still without a plan for WrestleMania. That is true. We have no idea what Cena is going to do for WrestleMania, and I think that it would suggest, being that Undertaker is not in this year's Hall of Fame class, that there is going to be at least one more match for him uh, I mean, if it's to believe that he's going to be in next year's Hall of Fame class, unless they pull something crazy and just surprise announce it on the night. Uh, but I can't see WWE doing that. Uh, Undertaker would deserve far more of a grand kind of ceremony. But I know you said that you don't want to see it, but do you personally believe that it's not going to happen? I know personal our personal wants aside, do you think WWE is going to pull the trigger and make this match at WrestleMania, or do you personally believe it's not going to happen? I personally, it's, it's a difficult one to call. Assuming, assuming that Undertaker has one more match, given that he's not going into the Hall of Fame this year, what would that final match be if it's not Cena? Ideally, I would like him to have his final match at Survivor Series rather than WrestleMania where it all began exactly from a storytelling perspective I think that's the only suitable destination for a final match for Wrestlemania um, sorry for The Undertaker so I, I personally would like to see the last match take place at Survivor Series it just it just makes so much more sense to me whether WWE will pull story. the trigger or not is is a difficult one because they know that the fans have very mixed opinions about Undertaker especially after The Undertaker's promo at Raw 25 that was so up in the air. Let's not talk about that. But it was so up in the air that fans come away from yeah. it not knowing whether that was him retiring or whether he was actually laying down a threat to all the other superstars in the roster. So yeah, it's so open-ended for The Undertaker at the minute and it's a difficult one for fans to call. So I, I wouldn't want to say whether I think it's going to happen or not because if I'm honest, I just don't know. Fair play and Raw 25 was a shamble in itself. However, something you did say in there piqued my interest. Did you say that Cena was going over to SmackDown? I did. So now, does anybody know what happened? Did he show up in SmackDown? Well, funny you say that, Slug. He did indeed show up at SmackDown. Oh, did my ears just get significantly more filthy? Is that Jameson with a take? It is. Oh, let's see. Let's hear it, bud. But he did indeed show up on SmackDown. And he asked Shane McMahon how he would be able to get himself on the road to WrestleMania and how he would be able to get himself into the fast lane match for the WWE title. And Shane McMahon told him if he won a match, he would be in the main event. Uh, it was Daniel Bryan who told him that, sorry. And all he had to do to get into the main event was to beat AJ Styles. Ooh. So the SmackDown main event was John Cena versus AJ Styles. And if 
Cena won, he would be added to the fast lane match, making it a sensational six way. Now, is it, are we going to see a sensational six way? Is that what you're telling me? We are going to see a sensational six way. John Cena was Hot victorious man. and will be going to fast lane to compete for the WWE Championship. Uh, another piece of note on that subject. Uh, whilst Cena was going to the ring for his match, he bumped into Shinsuke Nakamura, who had just Ooh. finished his match. And they both were stood outside the ring, face-to-face, -face, both pointed at the WrestleMania sign. Shinsuke then walked off. Cena had his match. I like that. I do like that indeed. What do you think of it? Uh, it leads me to believe that they may possibly do a match where it's going to be Shinsuke versus Cena for the Rumble win. So, obviously, if Cena then beat Nakamura, he would have the title shot and Nakamura would not. That is very interesting that you say that. And now that you do say that, I could totally see that happening. Cena losing the match at Fastlane, the six-way, yeah. and then still not having any kind of opponent for WrestleMania and then setting up some kind of match with Nakamura's qualifier for the title man. Yeah. I can fully see that happening. It'll be interesting to see what plays out. I think that that would definitely hurt Nakamura if you were to lose that match to Cena and have him take his place. However, WWE is a wild place, and you know who knows what could happen. What were you going to say, bud? I don't think he'd lose the match. I think it would almost be like a swerve, kind of like, well, Nakamura might lose it. We're not going to get Shinsuke AJ. And then we still get it anyway. But they're going to make you believe that it's not going to happen and that Cena's going to be the bad guy and steal the title shot. And it's going to happen like that. Um, I personally see three possible directions for Cena if he doesn't get The Undertaker. I either see him facing Elias, facing Braun or being in the Battle Royal. Fair play. I mean, all those are still up for grabs as both Elias and Braun neither really have an opponent for WrestleMania yet either. And it's interesting that you say that maybe Cena plays the bad guy in his match against Nakamura, stealing his spotlight. Another person that kind of teased a bad guy, good guy kind of role on this episode of SmackDown was Dolph Ziggler. And I believe that our own Robbie Sekots has more on that, Rob. Yeah. So right at the beginning of the uh, of the the uh, SmackDown, uh, Dolph Ziggler came out and super kicked Kevin Owens, um, and I thought that was it for them, and it's going to be setting them a rivalry up in the future. Um, maybe onto Fast Lane or just after Fast Lane. Then right at the end of SmackDown, Dolph Ziggler came out again to basically save the day for Cena and AJ Styles as they were getting beaten down by Corbin Zane and Kevin Owens. So, which I thought was Ziggler kind of taking another face turn. However, that wasn't the case as he attacked AJ Styles and then got an AA for uh, basically attacking AJ Styles, uh, seeing that remaining like lone man standing in the ring. Um, yeah, so I have no idea what they're doing with Ziggler at the moment. Um, I'm quite confused. Is he going to be a face or a heel? Uh, what are your takes on it? Yeah, you know, it's always so hard to tell with Dolph Ziggler, especially lately. I don't think he even knows really where his direction is in the company. And I can understand how that can be frustrating. It's extremely frustrating as a fan watching it because it's you want to root for the guy. You know how good he is and how good he could be. But 
it's just so hard to really believe that Dolph Ziggler is going to be the guy, you know, just seeing the history in the company with him and his booking, you know, it's just, uh, it's, I've kind of worn thin on Dolph Ziggler. I haven't reached the point like Bray Wyatt levels where I'm just totally over him and I want him out of my face. But, uh, mm-hmm. you know, I'm just, I'm, I'm almost there. You know, I'm, I'm about halfway there. I'll say that. Yeah, I agree with you on that one. I'm, I'm completely just bored of Dolph Ziggler and just done with him. You know, if it's getting, it's gotten a little bit predictable, but I think something that has been anything but uh, predictable in certain matches has been this mixed match challenge. Now, not everybody has been made readily available to watch these certain challenges, but one filthy mark I know stays up to date with all of them is Jameson. Jameson, why don't you fill these dirty marks of ours in as to what's been going on with this mixed match challenge lately? Okay, so where we're up to in the mixed match challenge is uh, Asuka and Miz have just beaten the Banks Club. Uh, they have knocked out Sasha and Finn, and I'm not happy about it. Like, <laughs> I'm not happy. Shocker. Shocker. They, they beat my beloved Sasha. Uh, I guess Finn's alright too. but uh, There is a opportunity for they're calling it the second chance and one of the eliminated teams will get the second chance i believe how do they get that how do you get a second chance Uh, so so there was only so many teams uh in the in the running anyway and one of the i believe it'll be a semi-final spot one of the semi-final spots will be given to one of the previously eliminated teams. The fans get to vote on it, and I believe that it will go to Sasha and Finn. It would then switch them down in the bracket, and they would then potentially face the Robe Warriors, uh, the team of Charlotte and Rude in the semi-final. It leaves me to believe the other semi-final is already set, and it will be uh, Team Little Big against Asuka and Miz. And Team Little Big, of course, is Braun Strowman and Alexa Bliss. Yeah. Now, who else are the teams that are available in that fan vote for the second chance? Uh, so it'll be all of the other teams that have already been eliminated. Uh, okay. Currently, I don't think the Robe Warriors are into the semifinal yet, but they most likely will be. So you would you would then potentially have teams like uh, Jey Uso and Naomi to vote on. Shinsuke and Natalia were a team. Apollo and Nia. Balor and Banks. And I believe also Rusev and Lana are in there as Ooh. well. Now, uh, that's going to be a tough one. And also have Rose Gold of Mandy Rose and Goldust. Elias and Bailey were a team. So you would then be able to put any of those into that spot. I think, I, I really think it's going to go to Banks and Bala. I would agree with you that they are the front runner, but also with Rusev in there, we've seen how incredibly over he is. I think that they will have some competition from them and possibly Bailey and Elias in that fan vote. And be sure to keep a lookout on WWE's website. And I'm sure they will advertise when that fan vote is going down and be sure to cast your vote for your favorite team that you want to see 
in that. And if you are not necessarily able to catch up with that, then be sure to tune in to our website. And I'm sure we will show uh, share uh, more info about the winners when that uh, comes out. Yeah, the now, uh, it is all available ahead. as well on the network. Uh, it's only nine ninety nine. You're welcome, Hunter. <laughs> nine ninety nine a month. Thank you for that plug. And now, if anybody else. Does anybody else have anything else that they want to touch on as far as Raw and SmackDown from this week go? Or do you guys want to jump right into these fan questions and get to what these filthy marks really want to know? The only thing I wanted to just sort of add was going back to Cena about his WrestleMania opponent. I know Jameson gave us his options on where he thinks it's particularly going to go. I just wanted to throw my hat in the ring. I actually see it being Cena-Lashley. The reason for that is that Lashley apparently has re- uh, agreed to his new contract back in January and they're now just trying to find the right time to reintroduce him to the main roster. I think WrestleMania is the time to bring him back. Essentially, that would give the same kind of reaction that the Hardy Boys had last year. I think it will be a WrestleMania open challenge from Cena. It will go down to the ring, state that he's you know he's not given up on his road to WrestleMania. He's here, he's ready for a match. And someone needs to enter the call, answer the call even. And I think that would be the prime opportunity for uh, Bobby Lashley to make his reappearance in WWE. You know what? I like that a lot, actually, because Cena, as we all know, loves himself an open challenge. WrestleMania seems like the perfect way to do it, and that's the perfect way to bring Bobby Lashley back. Those two big dudes in the ring at once, I mean, just put me in there, and Vince's dream is complete, okay? (laughs) I'm the only other guy that could physically compete with that kind of stature, okay? I mean, sure, they would probably both cower in fear, but don't be scared, boys. Uh, Ring that bell. Are you, uh, What's would, up? You put, would you put your title on the line if uh, that was the case? So, the title is always up for grabs. There's just no worthy challengers out there. I would gladly face anybody, but they're clearly not born yet. As soon as they're able to cross humans with robots, then maybe we'll start taking on challengers. Okay, but these weak little pencil neck geeks out here ain't ready for this. Okay, I'm a real man. I'm a real man. <laughs> no, I think that'll, uh, that'll lead us right into fan questions. I think it's a perfect segue into fan questions for these lovely fans of ours. Wouldn't you guys agree? Uh, well, yeah, go for it. Oh, see, why don't you go ahead and run down the first question for us? Absolutely. So thanks to everybody that did send us in their questions. Um Like Slug says, we've got a few of them to go through, so let's crack on with the first. So the first question comes from Bob Skelton, which is, when is Dean Ambrose and Samoa Joe coming back? Now, I wanted to take this one, so it's difficult to say when they're going to come back. There's no specified date for either of their returns. I think Samoa Joe is teasing his return very, very soon. But I would be surprised if it happens this side of WrestleMania because Samoa Joe is a big draw, he's a big talent in WWE. So creative would be forced to kind of push him into some kind of storyline. I don't think he would be worthy. I think he's, he's, he's overqualified to have a Battle Royale match. So I think the only suitable way to bring him back is to enter it into a, a new storyline post-WrestleMania. And Dean Ambrose, um, he's out for quite some time. He's out until at the very earliest, just after SummerSlam, I believe. Um, yeah. At which point we're rumoured for him to come back as Heel Dean Ambrose. It's the heel turn we've all been waiting for for a long, long time. 
might help to get him a bit more of a push, but we'll have to wait and see. I was going to say, I do hope that Dean Ambrose is enjoying his vacation as much as I'm enjoying his vacation as well, <laughs> off of my TV set. Ha-ha, boy! But Anyways, next up on the question... I was just going to say, so hopefully WWE does like to give us a bit more of an idea closer to the return date, so I'm sure we'll hear from that soon. Now, Mm -hmm. the next question comes from Aaron Walker, which is, what is our most favourite and most hated moment in SmackDown history? Now, Rob and Jameson, you guys are basically WWE walking encyclopedias. I think you guys should take this one. Okay, OC, can you confirm, is that Raw and SmackDown, or is it just SmackDown? Just SmackDown. Just SmackDown. Jameson, do you want to go first? Um, yeah, so my my favourite uh, moment, as most of you know, my favourite all-time wrestler of all time, just like my bae, is Eddie Guerrero. <laughs> so my favourite all-time SmackDown moment is Eddie Guerrero's championship celebration after no way out my least favorite smackdown moment would be the very very weird and very implied assault of michael cole by heidenreich uh it was just too weird i didn't like that at all mm-hmm. robbie yeah i uh so for me um, one of the, probably one of the best moments for myself would be the um, the famous or well, the first ever ring collapse between um, Big Show and Brock Lesnar. Um, I think it was really organic. That's when we had Taz as a commentator. Um, I just think Taz's reaction really sort of cemented like how incredible it was. I'm trying to think of worst. I I don't know. I'm I'm quite a mark for SmackDown. Um, I don't know. I think SmackDown for me, like that, trying to find a really bad one, probably uh, Great Carly when he won uh, the World Heavyweight title. I think that was on SmackDown. Um, for some reason, that's ringing a bell. Yeah, that, that was. It. it was after Edge got hurt, he relinquished that's the World right. title. That's right. There you go. So probably that because I want to find the Carly. Um, I mean, I always enjoy SmackDown. Um, yeah. So they're they're. Probably then, but definitely the ring break because I mean they've replicated it a couple of times and it's never been as good. Well, there we go, and that was for Aaron Walker. He is a very loyal mark to the page. I see him frequent on many posts, and we thank him for his loyalty to the P4W brand. Onward. So the next question comes from Sam Wesley, and that is what do another. You- Loyal P4W Mark. Another. Now, that question is, what do you see Bailey and Sasha doing at WrestleMania? Oh, pick me. Pick me. Pick me. Okay, Jameson, go ahead and take that one. Why, thank you. Uh, again, <laughs> as a lot of you know, I'm a big Sasha Banks fan. Someone asked. Oh, you me. are? I couldn't tell that. Uh, oh, yeah. Definitely a big Sasha Banks fan. And I see the Sasha heel turn coming. Uh, there is going to be a singles match between Bailey and Sasha at WrestleMania. A heel Sasha Banks just beating the snot out of Bailey. How dare you? Is how it's going to go. Just to add uh, to that, if that happens, that will be the first ever singles women's match without a title at WrestleMania. Yeah. Oh, oh interesting. Oh, oh, oh. Sasha is all about making history. 
But, Go ahead, Rob. Um, Jameson, can I just say that um, if you listen to the previous pod of when we were talking about the Elimination Chamber, every time Sasha's been the first time on something in all of the women's matches, she's lost. So if that's the case, does that mean Bailey's oh. going to win? Bet on, bet on Bailey, baby. Oh, yeah. Bailey is not going to win. <laughs> we will see. Well, either way. Either way, we will see. I tell you what, let me get in on some of these questions. They, read me a question. I want a question. Okay, so the next question comes from Cameron Freakley, another P4W regular mark. Yeah, I know him. I know him too. But his question is, my mate Sinbad asks, how big is Batista's dick? Oh, damn it, I would take this question. Well, it just so happens to be I know the answer to this question, okay? It's the size of a jumbo salted twist pretzel <laughs> with nacho cheese sauce on the side, okay? And that you might be saying to yourself, why is it important to distinguish that there's nacho? It's important, okay? It's Don't worry about it, okay? But it's important. And just know that if – okay, that, that's how big it is. All right, moving on. I want another one, okay? That was bullshit, okay? I think that was a plant. That was a plant. You give me a real question, you filthy fucking mark. I'll fly over there. <laughs> okay, so the next question comes from... It's my question. Give it. Comes from Matt Whalen Copley. And this question... Sounds like a fake name, but go ahead. <laughs> and this question is, <laughs> was there ever a match where Hulk, Warrior, and Macho Man Randy Savage, the three icons of the era, were in the ring at the same time? He seems to recall the time at the 1990 Rumble. But, yeah, do you know of any others? Oh, man. Okay, this this okay, this is a real question. I'll give you that, probably. Just a thinker. Uh, I do remember Macho Man and Hulk Hogan were both in the same Survivor Series team in the 80s. But I don't believe Walt, Ultimate Warrior was in that match as well. Well, I'm going to go ahead and say that he's correct in assuming that the only time was the brief moment when they were in the Rumble together, and that that was it. Uh, that's that, my final answer. I don't want to phone a friend. Okay. I, I I believe Macho was eliminated though before Warrior made it to the ring. Oh, God damn! I should have phoned a friend. <laughs> ah, anyway, okay, whatever. I'm gonna move on before I get upset. So the next question comes from Emma Healy who says, Kenny versus Cody, who's winning? And who will come out of the match better for it? And there's a well, I definitely can't choose this. <laughs> there's a second, Somebody else picked this one. There's a second part of the question, which is, is this the end of the Bullet Club, or do you see them pulling a New World Order-style split? I think I'll take this one. So, Thank God. <laughs> I've, I've been following this rivalry <laughs> since it dawned. Uh, I'm a big fan of it. I think it's... It's storytelling in pro wrestling the way it should be told. I personally at the minute think that Cody is coming out on top. Kenny seems to be burning more bridges than repairing them at the moment. Uh, More recently burning them with the the Young Bucks. I I personally think that Cody is ultimately going to come out on top from this. as, As upsetting as that is because I think Kenny is the Bullet Club. He's probably one of the most charismatic leaders the Bullet Club has had. So it would be quite upsetting to see Kenny actually move away from the Bullet Club, but it does look as though his priorities have shifted to the Golden Lovers. 
Now, in terms of whether I think it's going to split the Bullet Club, I don't think it will. I think I think Kenny's made his, like I've said before, his uh, priorities quite clear. He wants to be going into the IWGP heavyweight tag team division with uh, Kota Ibushi. So I think we'll, it's more likely to see Kenny leave. Um, the Bullet Club is kind of already split up into different divisions. We've got the OG Bullet Club and then we've got Cody's Bullet Club and we've got Kenny's Bullet Club. To be honest, after this, I see it just being the OG Bullet Club and Cody's Bullet Club. I don't think there's going to be any further splits, but I think they'll all come under the same unification of the Bullet Club. So that's where I see it going personally. Um, but time will tell as the story develops. Exactly. It is great storyline. What, what's that? Oh, God. Fine. Okay. But guys, my dog, one of my dogs has a question. Can he get it in, please? Yeah. Carry on. Is that okay. Okay. Well, his, his favorite wrestler is the Big Show. I don't know why. Okay. But he wants to know where's Big Show and are we going to see him anytime soon? Does anybody know? Do you want me to jump in on that? Or any, yeah, anyone please else? Please answer it for him because he's, he's been bugging me for days. All right. Uh, so basically, uh, Big Show's contract ended uh, a couple of days ago. Um, yeah. yeah. And they, didn't, they didn't do a big uh, farewell for him, basically, because he's going to be, from what I've read, he's going to be an agent for the WWE moving forward. Um, oh, okay. So yeah, so for but so far that's all we know. They haven't been a, done a big thing for him. So um, yeah, that's it really. So let your dog know that Big Show's fine. He's just, you know, he's just taking time now to himself and enjoying life on a with not being on the road, should we say? Thank goodness for that. Now you let me get back to my job, okay? Who do you think pays for this kibbles and bits? Okay, these filthy fucking. I, I mean, these these lovely fans of ours. <laughs> Go, carry on with the questions. Edit that out. Edit that out. So the next question comes from Christopher A. Perry. And he says, do you think they should give the tag team titles more love? The Usos versus the New Day has been one of the biggest feuds in the past two to three years. Instead of it being labelled match of the night like it is most of the time, shouldn't it just close out fast lane? Hmm. Well, I think you frequent uh, you frequented the Uso Penitentiary, I believe. Why don't you take this one? <laughs> Uh, well, I have a lot of their merch, um, as you know. So um, I, I do. Um, so yeah, I reckon. I mean, the tag team's already got a lot of love. Um, I would like to see them at some point. Uh, the tag team division actually close out a main event, um, but I don't think it's going to happen for a while. The thing is, how many? T they're now just starting to use the Bludgeon Brothers in the right um, in the right way. So I. I think that's also going to elevate the tag team division again. I don't see them, like I said, I'd like to see it happen, but I don't see a main event for a very long time. Um, but yeah, I love the tag team division. Um, it's always great. A lot of false finishes. And the thing is, as it was said, they're still the show. Well, they do still the show. And that they, you know, they get the fans on their feet from beginning to end. So, um, you know, for people that don't like tag team wrestling, but what is wrong with you? Because it's some of the best wrestling that I've seen for a very long time in the WWE. They're playing. They, they do have a strong tag team division, in my opinion, over on SmackDown as well. Mm -hmm. Now we get on to another question. I do believe we have a couple more of these to go. We do. So the next one comes from Paul Boys, who says, What gives people the right to claim liking Roman Reigns apparently means you're not a proper wrestling fan? Now, Paul says he's been watching wrestling for 29 years out of the 35 years he's been alive. He seems to be quite an avid Roman Reigns fan. Now... I'll take this one. Um, 
Paul, I'm with you, mate. I, I completely agree. I think Roman is a fantastic talent. I think he's one of the right faces for WWE. You know, a lot of fans say that if you're a fan of Roman Reigns, then you're not a fan of pro wrestling. I disagree. Pro wrestling is, is a very subjective industry. You're entitled to like who you like and you're entitled to dislike who you dislike. Don't listen to the smarks who say, oh, Roman's being pushed down everybody's throat, so you're not entitled to like him. You, you can like who you like, mate. You you do what you want. Uh, I'm a fan of Roman Reigns. We've got a few admins of the page who are big fans of Roman, and, and rightly, rightly so. He's a very talented in-ring performer. Um, it looks as though his promo skills are starting to develop and he's you know he's, he's moving up in the world so yeah don't listen to the smarks you, you be a fan of who you want mate that's exactly that be a fan of who you are a fan of and dislike who you dislike I for example dislike Daniel Bryan I don't see the appeal everybody else loves him I can't stand him each to your own isn't it you know at the end of the yeah. day you can go out, you can buy merch from whatever wrestling superstar you, you like. It's your choice. Don't feel like you have to be pressured into making false opinions of people just because other people disagree. It's not cool to hate Roman Reigns. Roman Reigns is equally as talented as anybody else on that roster. So you, you be a fan of who you want to be a fan of. Absolutely. And I think it was fitting that you took that because the only other person that I know that has as great of hair as Roman Reigns is you, my friend. Let's carry on. <laughs> so the next question comes from Paul T. Phillips, who says, who do you feel will end Asuka's winning streak? Oh, you know what? This is quite a polarizing one. So why don't we all give our own takes and see what happens? The one, the only... Rowdy Ronda Rousey will end Asuka's streak. See, I disagree. I actually see Charlotte Flair taking Asuka's streak. I think it would help propel her as a Hall of Famer, the queen to dethrone Asuka's long winning streak. I think that's the best, best superstar to take it. How do they switch Charlotte brands, though? Yeah, it doesn't need to be right now, does it? I mean, Asuka's winning streak could go on for a good few months here, at which point Charlotte may swap brands, Asuka might swap brands. <coughs> you never know. And who says that they might have um, a dual-branded pay-per-view where the Raw Women's Champion, potentially Asuka in the future, takes on Charlotte, the SmackDown Women's Championship? That'd be a good match. Yeah. So polarizing. So polarizing. I also think that Charlotte Flair is going to be the one to do it at next WrestleMania because Charlotte is clearly head and shoulders above nearly every other woman that we've seen in wrestling. In all of wrestling, she's incredibly athletic. The things that she can do is just unbelievable. She understands her character completely. When she's a heel, she's fantastic at it. And when she's a face, you want to cheer for her as well. I think it would be phenomenal if. Charlotte was the one to ultimately dethrone Asuka next year at the next WrestleMania. Rob, what do you think? Um, so, I mean, we've seen the dominance so far uh, of Nia Jax. Now, I'm not saying it's going to happen straight away, but if you want to book a monster heel female wrestler that's going to be unbeatable, like um, basically the complete opposite of Braun Strowman, just a female version, sorry, uh, it's got to be Nia Jax. Uh, I see nine months down the line, it, it happening. Maybe it's Survivor Series, something like that. 
I'd be happy to see Sasha Banks do it. I mean, come on. Well, on that note, let's go ahead and move on. Jeez. (laughs) So the next question is from Mackenzie Chad Collinson. Or Collison, even. Sorry about that, Mackenzie. No, you mean that on purpose. (laughs) (laughs) Says, in your guys' opinions, what other matches will fill the WrestleMania card? Well, she said your guys and not man beast so why don't you guys go ahead and take this and i'll set this one out so i think we've already touched on one in the we'll see sasha banks take on bailey to be the first ever women's mm-hmm. singles match for a non uh, first ever non-title women's singles match to take place at wrestlemania i think that's probably the the first one that comes to mind uh i reckon the smackdown tag team titles will be on the line in a fatal four-way you'll have the bludgeon brothers uh american beta Usos and New Day. Uh, Jameson, you just on my basically. I had the same idea, um, but I think it will be like either inside a cage match, or there'll be a stipulation to it, like um, like a TLC or something like that for the titles, um, just to make it exciting. They normally have that sort of match. I'd like to see a cage match though, um, personally. I'd, I'd be happy to see you know, it be a uh, elimination match, to be honest. You know what? Now that I want to, I want to jump in this, okay? Because now the stipulations are thrown in. I think that we might see a three-way ladder match for the Intercontinental title, okay? Miz, Balor, and Seth Rollins. I'm back out. I'm back out. You guys in. Go ahead. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Spectating. Well, there's one I, more match. I, I disagree spectating. with you. I think Seth is going to be with Ronda. No, I don't see that happening personally. No sense. Anyways. So the last, mm-hmm. the last match I see potentially happening is... Um, one well, very similar to perhaps a Survivor Series match, which is um, Team Shane taking on Team Daniel Bryan. I think. Ooh. Ooh. I think that um, for all the superstars who aren't billed on the mar- uh, on the main WrestleMania card at the moment, we will see a few of them team up with Shane. We'll see a few of them team up Daniel Bryan. Not saying that Daniel Bryan will be cleared to return in ring, but I think that this will be. I think that the implication on SmackDown, so it'll either be Daniel Bryan loses his job as manager or Shane McMahon loses creative control over the matches or something like that. I think that'll be the the match and I think it'll ultimately lead to Daniel Bryan leaving SmackDown because we are on the approach to his contract ending. Who do you see on the teams? Um, Kevin Owens, Sami Zayn, Baron Corbin, I think that's that's that will be. That sounds like Daniel's yeah, team. Be Daniel's to be honest, team. and then yeah. for Ran, uh, for Shane's, I see Randy Orton. Shinsuke's already tied up. AJ's already. Tied what about up. Bobby Roode? Bobby Roode will have a United States Championship match at Mania, I, pre- I believe. So I don't see him. Maybe. Zach Ryder. The New Day, if they're not Mojo involved. Mojo Raleigh. In a, I think the New Day, if they're not involved in a championship match. I think they may be involved. But I think there's plenty yeah. plenty of talent either side to to build a team. Um and I think that would be quite a good mid card match for WrestleMania. Do you not see Randy being involved with Bobby Roode and Jindam Hall in a three way for the Universal uh, for the United States Championship? I'm not. I'm not sure. I think we'll sooner see that a fast lane and then that'll be the end. And I think there'll be just a singles match built up for WrestleMania. Okay. Honestly, we could go on forever on WrestleMania fantasy bookings, and it's something that we might possibly touch on, possibly on the webpage 
uh, later on. You know, there might be some articles. One of the admins might be fantasy booking for the card before it comes out. But uh, I think we have a couple of these left, so why don't we get on these uh, before the end of the podcast? Yeah, so the next one comes from Nick Palmer, who says, if not Roman Reigns, who else has the capability to be the face of the company? Who do you see as the face of the company other than Roman Reigns OC? Um, there are two which come to mind for me, um, and that is Seth Rollins or AJ Styles. Um, Seth, perhaps... N- Perhaps maybe not so much, just because Seth makes a damn good heel. Um, whereas I think AJ is is a big baby face at the minute. I think that's probably something we'll continue to see. But those are the two that come to mind for me. We all know it's going to be Sasha. Oh, oh my gosh. <laughs> Either way, um, they do have a lot of options. Go ahead, Rob. Yeah, sorry. So I just want to say, um, I see it being Seth. Uh, the way he's being pushed at the moment. Um, I'm hoping they're not pushing him and then refusing to pull the trigger because uh, it has happened to a lot of wrestlers before. Um, but I would love, if it's not going to be Roman, for it to be Seth. He's a good as a heel, but I feel if you give him a proper babyface run and let him be the underdog for a lot of matches, um, he could really elevate the company, especially with people like Cena sort of fading away. Um, yeah, so I'd say Seth. Yeah, well, we'll see if it's not going to be Roman. Who knows who it could be? So the last question, <coughs> sorry, the last question even comes from one of our own admins, the People's oh. Chump, and he asked, "Anarchist, how often do you wash your hair?" Ooh, answer it. We all want to know. Was... Right after leaving the Chamber of Secrets, am I right? Am I right? <sighs> Here we go. <laughs> yeah. I thought it was after every uh, one fight. Was that was that not it? It, it was does get dusty every, in there after every duel. And after fighting off that Hungarian horn tail. It does get dusty. Now, for the fans out there that obviously can't see, just imagine uh, fields of golden grain flowing across mountains. And that's pretty much what O.C.'s hair looks like. But he also looks like Adam Pacitti fucked Harry Potter. And that's just, <laughs> hey, I'm not, I'm, it's not being rude. It's not being mean. I'm just saying, I'm just calling it how I see it, okay? And hey, both of those guys probably do very well, okay? That's all I'm saying. He's he's clearly got a lovely family, so he does well for himself, and I just want to leave it at that. Thank you guys for listening to this episode of the P4W Podcast. As always, you guys have been fantastic. My friends have been just okay, but I have been superb as usual, so, you know, balances out that way. Um, You can find this across many different platforms, Guys, OC, why don't you tell these filthy marks where they can listen to this? I'm not sure I want to do anything for you ever again, if I'm completely honest. <laughs> but seeing that it's for the marks who follow the podcast, I suppose I'm best. So we've got the main Passion for Wrestling Facebook page, which is at P4. Uh, sorry, it's www.facebook.com forward slash P4 Wrestling. We've got the Wolfpack page, which is uh, facebook.com forward slash p4w underscore wolfback we've got the passion for wrestling twitter which is at p4w wolfback we've also got the instagram which is uh, at p4w underscore wolfpack and we also have the youtube account which if you search for passion for wrestling in the search bar you will find all of our videos from the last few months and, and we also have a web page now. We do. As we said at the beginning of the, of the podcast, we have the Passion for Wrestling website, 
which is www.passionforwrestling.com. And there you will find links to all of our social media channels. You'll find... That is the number four, the number four wrestling. That is. So passion number four wrestling.com. And you'll find articles, blog posts, social media accounts, YouTube. Get involved. Have a look. There will be a new article uploaded uh, right after we finish this pod. Uh, I'm going to go over to the website and I'm going to explain <laughs> to all of you why WrestleMania X7 is the best wrestling pay-per-view that you can watch. Mm-hmm. And our very own Robbie Seikots may even have a couple of sensual dating tips every now and then for you filthy marks out there. Maybe even have some health regimen tips. He's helped me get absolutely shredded on this Jinder Mahal diet, okay? Now, <laughs> if I walk into a room and you can't see my face, you might think it's Roman Reigns walking up on you, okay? We're literally identical at this point, okay? Literally identical. So I thank you, Rob, for the best steroids in the market. <laughs> and I am not exaggerating when I say that. that it's, they're flowing through my veins right now. Uh, well, I'm not taking any credit for that. <laughs> um, I mean, I just told you, well, I won't go into detail with that. Um, but what I will say is, um, there will be a review from next week on every single 205 live for all the cruiserweight marks out there that wow. kind of enjoy this, um, cruiserweight resurgence in the WWE. Well, I'll be talking about 205 live on the website. And I'll be given a full detail of every segment, what's happening in the matches and how I rated them at the end of the night. So, yeah, so go over there. And if you enjoy that sort of stuff, that's also going to be on there as well. Sounds like there's a little bit of everything for a little bit of everybody, okay? I want to thank you guys specifically for being here with me this week. Anarchist, Sekots, Man of a Thousand Four Holds. I hope one of those isn't yourself while you're listening to this right now, bud. Keep it PG, okay? And you guys out there, Keep it freaking beautiful. It's a glorious day out there. You go ahead and take it. Have a too sweet one. <laughs>